Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Wendy Papazian. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And you get another treat of just Wendy and I. <laughs> so so lucky treats. you guys. No, we do we do miss you, Say. <laughs> Poor Say. She's like, what? She's on spring break. She's having yeah. the time of her life. Actually, yes. it's a really good lesson because True. she said last year, last year she basically canceled their spring break because they had two mm. really big clients that neither of them panned out. And so this year, come hell or high water, she's going to go on spring break with her family. So Seychelles, yes. we love you. We hope you're having yes. a great time. What are they doing? They're skiing or I forget. Somewhere fun. Something fun, something fun uh, that, yeah. that the three of them are, are doing and focusing on family, yeah. which we encourage because, again, it's not just about a big business, but an even bigger life. And so Say is living that by example today, uh, which we want her to be doing. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the big business part uh, of things, although some of this can be applied to a big life as well. Um, but we are going to talk about shift tactics, shift tactics. So um, when changes happen, when the market shifts, uh, which is actually pretty constant, but sometimes you have a significant market shift. So uh, for us in the real estate industry, uh, many of our markets are down about 40% year over year in number of homes sold. 40%. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was so a tiny major- scream. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like that's significant of a shift, guys. 40%. Um, if you cut 40% of um, whatever uh, industry you're in, in terms of number of sales. Like, can you imagine if Amazon today had 40% of their yeah. orders cut? Or you cut off that 40% would do? of your body parts? Yeah. You're dead almost. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You would have to yeah. really really do these shift tactics for that. <laughs> I don't know. Do where these that apply came to from. body parts? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gross. <laughs> so, we are we are going to talk about um the sh- the shift ta- tactics. When you see a shift, when you see changes, the quicker that you can lean in to um these tactics, the better you will be able to weather the change, weather the shift. Um, and so we are going to talk about the the basic uh, tactics that you need to uh, focus on. So what's Oh, and one, shout Wendy? out to the book that yeah, these true. came from. Yeah, true. shout out. Uh, Gary Keller, Dave Jenks, Jay Papazian, the lovely Woo! and talented, super handsome, <laughs> extremely hot, Jay Papazian, <laughs> co-author of The Shift. <laughs> that's, the, that's the book, right? It's called Shift, not The Shift. Shift. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that's, yes. that's where these came from. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. First one is what? Get real. Yep. Get right. Get right. Yeah. Right. Set your mind and take the right actions. Right? Okay. What does so, that mean? Well, I think a lot of people struggle with accepting reality mm. when a shift happens. Mm. Uh, I, I think so many times, especially, which I can relate to from, you know, Gary has been sort of warning the real estate industry of a shift coming for about eight years. Mm. <laughs> so I think- <laughs> so I, Such so a I think, visionary. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, Good thing he doesn't so listen like, to this. <laughs> 
seriously. <laughs> like, what? which one not to listen to? This one, Barry. No, um, I, I think he knows all the tactics, so he doesn't need to listen. No. But yeah. he's been saying that for eight years. So I think a lot of us, when we've heard him say it, and then we've been like, well, it didn't fully happen. You know, mm-hmm. we've had changes, but it didn't fully happen to where a number of sales got cut. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's sort of like the boy that cry, cried wolf sometimes, but the, the mm. wolf is there now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. the well, quicker that yeah. you can look reality in the face and say, this is happening, um, the better off you're going to be. Well, And do you remember like that old, I don't know, cartoon or this idea of like the ostrich putting their head in the sand? Mm-hmm. I don't even know where that comes from because I don't think they actually really do that, but um, that's kind of what you don't want to do. You don't want to be that ostrich who's just yep. has the ability to put their head up and look around and and face what's going on. But instead, they're they're just burying their head in the sand and ignoring it. So you need to get real and get right. Yep. 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 Number two, you want to remargin your business, okay? Manage your expenses tightly. Um, I know both you and I have done this. I know you're doing a lot of this right now. I am. Yeah. And I would encourage everyone to get help if you need it. Like don't, you know, for me, I have, you know, we, we did about 34 million in revenue last year, uh, which is phenomenal. And I'll keep saying that because I'm not sure what this year will be. (laughs) Remember 2022 (laughs) when I did 34 million. That's incredible. 34 million. What the heck? It's so it's a massive business, right? Three hundred and forty plus team members. It's a, it's a massive business, and I've never it's one million. Business. What is that? How much? What is that? A hundred thousand for each person, something like that. What is that? Thirty-four yeah. million divided by three forty. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. That's a nice wow. number. That is. Uh, yeah. I think the the key there um, for me is. And one of the things that I needed to not put my head in the sand about is I've never led a company this size through mm. a decline in market of 40%. Like, mm. and so, you know, the when um, this, what is it? The more counsel you have, the more safety you have. So don't, if you're, if you're like me to where you've never been in this situation, your company, your empire is of a size now that you've never been in this situation before, get help. Raise your hand, raise the red flag. I mean, I'm having a call with one of my coaches today. I mean, he blocked a lot of time for me to look at every PL to look. We already already did multiple exercises of looking at expenses, but I'm getting help. I'm asking questions. So don't do not be afraid to raise your hand and say, I need help with this because it's so important how you manage your expenses will either help you get through the shift or not. Um, and so you've got to make sure to manage those expenses. Because for those of you that are optimistic, like me, this isn't going to end anytime soon. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys were listening to Jerome Powell this this week. Um, this podcast typically comes out a couple weeks afterwards, so it might have been a couple weeks ago. But Jerome Powell was really like, hey, you know what? We're going to have to do, we're going to have to initiate stronger methods to curb inflation. So just kidding about what we said about raising it 0.25. We're probably going to have to double that if not more. So, and that means it's not going away. This isn't, it's not going to get better by the spring selling season. It's going to go through 2023. That's my feeling. Yeah, yeah and, me too. Uh, and then 
if, if we're lucky by 2024, and that's kind of what history shows us is we've, we've got these periods of downturns that typically last about 18 months, you know, 18 months to two years. And uh, so, yeah, so by 2024, we'll be lucky. So it's not, it's not going to get better this summer. So unless you have a massive chest of reserves, which if you do and you don't want to cut your expenses, great, that's fine, you know, and don't think it's just going to get better and better. And for those of you that aren't really tracking your numbers, but have like a sinking, sick feeling pit in the pit of your stomach, um, you need help. You need to talk yeah. to somebody. You need to figure out what is your business really going to look like this year? Because, you know, real estate and any business, it's a career. It's not a year. Yep. Yeah, it's a career. It's not a year. So it's like, what other business can you make $34 million in? Yep. Right. And have a great quality of life. And so, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that your career doesn't end this year? Yep. Yep. So yeah. I, I think it's so important if you, um, many businesses have gone out of business from leaning on optimism. And so like, e let's say we're wrong. Let's say June all of a sudden June hits and like it's completely bonkers again for a number of sales. Woo! Well, you'll, you'll be in a better position in terms of you'll profitability, no matter what, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so it's, there is never harm in there's looking no at downside. your expenses and make, yeah, there's no yeah. downside, no downside, but there is downside yeah. to overly optimistic and continuing to spend money that you need to cut, which then leads us to number three, which these sort of go together. Um, honestly, mm -hmm. um, do more with less, so you need to prioritize your leverage and focus it. I mean, this has been, this is all my time right now um, are the expenses. And then this number three, which is you've got to figure out your team members. Is everyone doing, is their role focused on a result right now? Is their role focused on helping more families? Is their role, uh, do they know? What their priority, what what their priorities are, how their job impacts um, impacts the business, but making sure that you can you do more with less? Can you take mm -hmm. less people? Do the same. Uh, can you take less um, technology? Do the same. Like you want to look at everything. Do more with less. Do more with mm -hmm. less. Yep. And then just make sure everybody knows exactly how they can win right now, because mm. I think a lot of us feel like, ooh, we're not. You know, Sarah was just telling me about a conversation she had with a friend of ours who had, you know, no closings in February. That's yeah, she, and she runs a pretty pretty decent sized team. That's to, yep. that's tough. That is really hard. Yep. And you know, if your operations team has nothing to do in terms of closings right now, then guess what? They're gonna they're the way they win right now is is they're getting referrals for the team. They are, and if you don't have a referral system built for your ops team on how to get referrals, then now's the time to build it. Yep. Uh, and if you aren't getting reviews for the team, then now that's how they win. You know, yep. you know, our goal now is 80% of all closings get a review. So good. It's a big goal. Yeah, yes. It's a big goal. They're that's hitting so it 92% this year. Way to go. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. But, but they, but they had to build the system around it. Yes. They had to build a system around it, which, which, which took, took a while. And then, you know, for your salespeople, maybe they don't have any closings, but maybe they need to really focus on appointments. Yep. 
you know, how many people can they talk to? So, yeah. So let's do more with less. And then number four, you got find the motivated. So up your lead generation and use effective MOFRs. So MOFRs are make offers for immediate response. So if you had two hours of lead gen in your schedule, guess what? You got to up it. So maybe you got to increase it by 50%. If your market's down by 40%, then you probably got to increase your lead gen by 40%. Yeah. Right. So now all of a sudden you're lead generating for three hours a day. Right. And then use effective mofers. What are the, what are the, what's the market of the moment? You know, what, what, what are the messages that you can get out to your buyers and sellers that are going to actually help them make a move? Yeah. So, so you want to look at, okay, if the 60% of the market that has stayed, what, that are moving, um, but that ha- that are continuing to move, what are their circumstances? Um, what are their problems that you need to solve? What's keeping them up at night? Do you have a program? Do you have a, a solution for them? Um, and so that's what you're looking for. You're looking for who are the motivated and are you a solution provider to the motivated? So yeah. it might be, you know, like move up buyers, for example, unless they have a significant increase in their family size, we're seeing less move up buyers, right? Yep. Um, and so because they don't, they have a great interest rate on their current home, they don't want to purchase a more Prices expensive have gone home. Up. They're living rate. in their move up house yes. already. Yeah, yep. all the things. And so whereas yep. reload, like someone that has a job transfer, they have to move, right? So what, what programs are you providing to someone that has a job transfer, right? What are yeah. the problems that they're having? Um, so you want to be thinking um, thinking along those lines to, in terms of finding the motivated. Well, another um, good example of that, well, I just want to sh- just one shout yes. out. Uh, we've got, um, we have an agent on our team who works with investors and we've worked with a lot of investors over the years, but it's harder and harder to get the cash flow numbers here. So mm-hmm. we've made a list of all of the assumable mortgages that we can find, um, of properties Smart. that are in the MLS and others. And then we're just marketing to that. So, Hey, you know Smart. what? You don't, you don't want a 7% interest rate. Guess what? We've got a list of 3.5% and prices I are going it. down. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. smart. Number right. five, um, get to the table. You got to get to the table and you have to get in front of those that are looking to move. So that's how you do that with finding the motivated. But then once you get to the table, you've got to master your conversion conversations. When there's less sales, the, the two things that have to increase are conversations. So as Wendy said, you got to increase your lead gen. The second is your ability to convert those that you get in front of. Um, you can, if, by increasing your conversion just by five, 10%, that will make a significant difference to the number of people that you can help. And so how often are you spending time on those key conversations that have to do with converting someone to work with you? So it should yep. be a, a, in your schedule, working on those conversations. Yep. And that's scripting. Yes. Um, and number six is help sellers adjust. You got to use market data to reset expectations. Okay. So here's how it works. The uh, When a market shifts, the buyers figure it out first because they're looking at properties every day, right? Every single day. Yep. They're getting properties from you in their email, they're on their app at night while they're watching TV. They know what's going on. Second people that figure it out is the buyer agents. They're the ones that figure it out next. Then the seller, the listing agents figure it out. Hey, there's a shift going on. And then guess who's last? Sellers. The seller. 
Because you sit down with the seller and they say, oh, well, such and such. This literally happened to me yesterday. I was talking to some friends of mine. Oh, yeah, well, this you know, property, I don't know. It was three months ago. No, it wasn't three months ago. It was 18 months ago or a year ago. Mm-hmm. Their property sold for such and such. No, sorry. Yeah, so you got to use market data to reset expectations. I mean, if you were ever going to be obsessed with going to some of these uh, economic uh mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sure you all have people in your markets so who are talking about what's going on. And yeah, if you're ever going to be obsessed about going to those, now's the time to do that. Right. Yep. You need to know more than ever. Yep. Yep. And and I think the big thing about market data during a shift is number of actives um, that you need to make sure that your sellers know about, which of course leads us into the next um, tactic. But that is so important. They need to know. Because so many times sellers are going to rely on three months ago, six months ago, or in, in Wendy's case, 18 months ago, right? And so that's not the market of today, right? Three months ago and a shift is completely different than today. So you, you've got to look at active, not solds, um, and make sure that they're competitive, which is what um, number seven tactic is, which is pricing ahead of the market. So that's what that means in a shift. During a shift, pricing is going down. As pricing goes down, the seller that actually leads the market will always get more money than the seller Mm -hmm. that follows the market down. And so you want to make sure that your sellers, that your listings are pricing ahead of the market, not following it, not following it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've seen, I'm sure you saw that. I'm sure you probably, I mean, we just had, I think our last listing sell that went on the market last summer. And it was because mm. we had several ser- sellers who just couldn't really, we could not really get them to understand that you needed yep. to readjust prices dramatically. And so they were, you know, we eventually got the job done, but it was hard and painful. And um, they got less money. So yeah. And they, and they for sure got less money. Yeah. When, yep. when you have a listing and they start to get all those calls from these like, um, alternative finance companies or, you know, then, you know, then, you know, it's a problem. So yeah, it's a problem. Yep. 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 All right. So then number uh, eight is to stand out from the competition. So I think this is in a couple of ways. First of all, as a, as a team or as a real estate agent, you have to look different, act different, right? There's a lot of people that have joined the real estate industry in the last, I don't even know, two years. It's insane. 50% growth or something like that. Yeah. So how are you differentiating yourself? You can't just put a post-it note on the front door of the house with a price on it and hope to sell it. Like you have to be different. You have to have a, a unique value proposition. And then how is a property standing out from the competition, right? Are you going back to, yeah, you know what? We got to work on the curb appeal. We can't just, we can't just, you know, again, put it on the market and know that it will sell. So how are you standing out from the competition? Yep. No, that's so good. You have three seconds. The scroll time is three seconds. So that's how much time Mm. each of your listings you have to capture someone's attention. Mm. Um, So pictures, headlines, super important to at least get them to pause. So I'm always telling the marketing team, we got to get them to pause. Get them to pause the scroll. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that. Have you ever seen those? Some of those funny listings where there's like a dinosaur, the big like blow up dinosaur in them. You know, have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like randomly yeah. to yeah. get them to stop. Yeah. Right. All, exactly. Lots of things people yeah. are using to. Yeah. But it's yeah. important. It's true. It's a, yeah. Um, yeah. It works. Yep. Number nine is create buyer urgency. So in a shifting market, that means there's less buyers. 
Um, and so a big part of our role is creating um, buyer urgency. And I think you, I have found that you do this the best through storytelling. Uh, and so using stories of buyers that bought at not good times with quotation marks, mm. that what appeared to be not good times, which turned into amazing wealth building opportunities, which is what right now is. Right. Yep. Um, and so are you telling stories um, over the last decade of things that you've seen? You know, I, I, I bought my first house in 2007 when a lot of people would say was a horrible time to buy a house. Um, and it's one of our biggest items now on our, our, our net worth tracker is that house. Um, and so what appeared in a short term that to be you a kept bad as a rental decision. because of yes. your friend, Wendy. Yes, I did. Yes. Um, and so all of that um, will lead you telling stories of wealth building through no matter what time a buyer purchased real estate is important. Um, mm -hmm. And so helping them overcome, it's normal to be afraid, uh, but use the fear to create action um, to make the decision. And they need, they need you as the professional to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stories are definitely the best. I mean, one of the best things that happened to us last fall was we merged with another agent uh, in our market center who is a very experienced agent, Gary Gentry, the first Keller Williams agent. And we were just having kind of a, I don't know, it was, it was last fall when everybody was in a pretty bad funk, you know. And Gary Gentry just says, <laughs> he drops this bomb. He says, yeah, well, you know, when I bought my house out in Barton Creek, it had been on the market for 48 months before I bought it. <laughs> wow. Sarah, you, you can't see it, but Sarah's, Sarah's mouth is literally months. dropping. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just really good perspective. And I know that's a story that every single agent on my team has been sharing with all of their buyers is like, yeah, yes. well, you know what? We're lucky enough to be to have an agent on our team that's been doing this for 40 years. And he was telling us the story about how when he bought his house, it had been on the market for 48 months. And mm. for those of you that don't know, Barton Creek is like one of the hottest areas in Austin, literally the hottest area, hottest area in Austin. So it's a good story. Yeah, really Such good, a good story. story. All right, so then number 10, we've got think creatively about financing, right? There's lots of ways to skin a cat these days. Um, hopefully you guys are reaching out to all of your uh, lender partners, right? There's, yep. we have very, very special lender partners and we also have relationships with other people who have other products. And um, Again, if you've got time on your hand, go have lunch with some of these lenders, figure out what their products are. Um, and then there are other ways to, to do creative financing. You've got well, owner financing, right? Well, and also your example of finding properties that have a lower assumable mm -hmm. interest rate. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, a brilliant example of thinking creatively, both on getting listings and then also on selling them mm -hmm. um, is, is so powerful. Uh, but yeah, you, you want to know different financing programs. And I just have to say for all of our listeners, Wendy's showing example of leverage so it's important to have big business and even bigger life. I think you have cleaners there or? <laughs> no, these are my, that's, that's my, yeah, it's my. Landscape? They're, landscaping? they're landscaping people. I'm sorry, guys. 
Yeah. No, no, it's, you shouldn't apologize. I think it's important. It's good for our listeners to hear because (laughs) as, as Gary has taught us, if, if we, if you are doing a certain role in your life, that's your pay, your dollar per hour. Right. So, uh, Wendy's dollar per hour is much better served, um, than doing her own (laughs) landscaping. So she's showing us. Yes. So she's showing us by example today. So, or letting us listen. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Number 11, uh, master the market of the moment, master the market of the moment. So a good example of that would be during, um, the downturn, the last, uh, big shift that we had, uh, you know, I went all in on short sales. That was, that was a market of the moment, uh, sellers that needed our help at that time. So what is the current market of the moment? And are you becoming a master of that? That means sometimes you've got to learn to be a, be a realtor differently, um, learn different skill sets that you don't have right now. Uh, but leaning into whatever the, the market is of the moment, become a master of that market. Well, and this is a time to plug in to your, you know, if you're in real estate, it's a time to plug into your offices. I know a lot of us got mm-hmm. really disconnected after COVID. And it's interesting. I was I was at my two-week post-op for my hip, and I ended up getting into this conversation with this, um, with my physician's assistant. This is completely random, but very applicable. And she was just asking me, you know, because I was just explaining to her how teams work and 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 she's like she really, she asked me she's like Wendy how are these little how are these little agencies real estate agencies that aren't affiliated with a big company even surviving right now mm. like how do they know what to do mm. and i thought it was a really smart question and it's really true you know it's like and if you if you're struggling um you know tap in or if you're if you're even thinking about if you're maybe you're a smaller agency think about you know joining forces with someone because this is yeah. the time to 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 really you know tap into the knowledge that's around you. Yep. So I think that's what yep. we're already seeing that, right? A lot of like indies are coming back uh to Keller mm-hmm. Williams and or um making sure that they're aligned with uh those that they know that they can be successful in. I think that's one of the um most important jobs of of a, a leader is to make sure that your yeah. people are in a position to meet their goals. Um, and many times it's who you surround yourself with. Right. Um, and so who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you following leaders that know what to do that, that know how to navigate a shift? Um, are you uh, talking to those like Gary Gentry that have the experience? Uh, if you're not get in a position, um, to be able to do that, get into a company, get into an office, uh, where you can do that. So, yeah. All right. Number 12 is um, bulletproof your transactions. Okay. This is just as important as mastering your conversion conversations. It's the same idea is, is every lead is really important. Every closing is really important. So uh, I think the national statistic is about one of one out of every four closings falls apart. Mm-hmm. And if you're already down 4% and you're losing... Yeah you know, 25% of the 60% that's left, that's, that's, that's devastating. So you really have to bulletproof your transaction. You have to make sure that everything closes, right? Everything's got to close. Yep. Before you used to, you know, a contract is always an offer and a contract's always a good thing in a shift, but it also could be a bad thing because you're taking the house off the market. And so I, I used mm-hmm. to always tell my sellers and I teach my team now is like, you want to have that conversation with the seller is like, is this contract worth taking your house off the market? 
And if it's not right now, can we make it worth it? So meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to the lender, making sure that they're fully qualified to purchase the home, um, all of those things. uh, We're even right now um, really leaning into uh, like inspections ahead of going on the market to where Mm -hmm. if we can get the items fixed ahead of time, then that would cause less buyers to walk away. Um, So all of those things are are what you want to be looking at. Um, If you follow these 12 tactics you are going to be a-okay and be able to continue building a big business and an even bigger b- bigger life. Um, so let me just run through them real quick as, as we close it out. We've got get real, get right. So set your mind and take the right actions. Remargin your business. You got to manage those expenses tightly. Do more with less. So prioritizing your leverage and making sure that they're focused on the most important things. Find the motivated. So up your lead generation numbers and uh, use... Uh, effective programs uh, that solve people's problems. Number five, get to the table, master your uh, conversion conversations, your scripting. Number six, help sellers adjust by using market data. Uh, Number seven, price ahead of the market. Number eight, stand out from the competition. Number nine, create buyer urgency. And then the last three, but so important, think creatively about financing, master the market of the moment. And then once you've got those transactions, make sure to bulletproof them. Uh, All of these tactics, as you do them, uh, will help you in terms of the impact that you make, the empire that you're building. And remember, when you're going through a shift, it's very stressful. So make sure as you're building that empire in the shift that you don't sacrifice your life at the same time. So keep your health a priority, keep your family a priority, and that will lead to you also having an even bigger life. Bye guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye guys. Have a good one.